The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn presents. Some of the best vistas and views I've ever seen have been when I've gone a little bit slower or hiked a couple of extra miles to go to an extra lake or a glacial lookout. So I think you have to take some time to wander and to go not completely off the trail, but off your plan sometimes. Hey there, welcome to Friday. It's been a wild week, hasn't it? It has been for me at least, as I've been talking with journalist Shelby Stanger about her book, Will to Wild, Adventures Great and Small to Change Your Life. Shelby's been explaining how having adventures, especially adventures outdoors in the natural world, is one of the most surefire ways to improve your physical and mental health and supercharge your creativity, your career, your relationships. So plan an adventure, lace up your boots, and get started. But as Shelby is here to advise us, don't focus too much on the final result. Take the scenic route and give yourself grace at the finish line. Unless you're going for a record or a fastest known time, take the slower scenic route. The extra time to go off the side trail to get to the epic vista or that awesome waterfall is almost always worth it. Some of the best adventures happen when you go off the trail. Say yes to a new friend's request to cook a campfire dinner or take the route that leads you to an empty, stunning mountainside lake. Many adventurers have told me that that's also how they met their best friend, their soulmate, or even their life partner. I met my own while he and I were surfing in Costa Rica. When you finish your epic adventure, even if it's small, give yourself grace at the finish line and try to celebrate along the way. Many adventure stories glorify the finish line, but re-entry can take some time getting used to. A guy I knew puked the minute he returned to the city after a long time in the wilderness. The smell, he said, was just too much. Some people experience some grief and fatigue, especially if the adventure was truly grand. So take your time, plan many adventures when you get back to your daily life, and do your best to carry the spirit of adventure back to your everyday life. And be kind to yourself. That's what the Will to Wild is about after all. It's about kindness, and it's about living with intention and making the choice to have a deeper relationship with nature however you can. You start this section of the book with that Tolkien quote, not all those who wander are lost, which you say is probably the most cliche outdoor quote ever, but nonetheless, quite true. So tell me a little bit what you mean about taking the scenic route. And, and you mentioned that this is how you met your, your husband, your life partner was by taking the scenic route. So why is this something we should all keep in mind? I think sometimes we become so focused on the finish line that we forget about that side trail to the epic waterfall, or we forget to say yes to a stranger's invitation. Mm. And that is exactly how I met my partner. I was surfing in Costa Rica. I was teaching lessons there, and someone had invited me to go surfing that morning really early before I taught lessons. And it just seemed kind of silly. I was already going to be in the water for like four hours that day. I didn't feel like I needed to be in the water anymore. But 
it was a friend. I really enjoyed surfing with her. I was in Costa Rica. Why not? I got up at the crack of dawn. I hadn't slept the night before at all, but I was going to go for it. And that's where I met this gorgeous surfer in the water, surfing with his friend. And we started talking to them. But I have so many stories of so many other people, not who just met their partner on a trail who, you know, took the side route or said yes to a stranger's invitation, but I've met so many of my closest friends, like meeting them on the trail, saying mm -hmm. yes. And some of the best vistas and views I've ever seen have been when I've gone a little bit slower or hiked a couple of extra miles to go to an extra lake or a glacial lookout. So mm -hmm. I think you have to take some time to wander and to go not completely off the trail, but off your plan sometimes. That other cliche, you know, um, it's the journey, not the destination. Another cliche that's, that's actually true. But if you focus on the finish, you're also going to be miserable when you're done. And mm -hmm. I've just interviewed so many adventurers who complete these grand goals. And afterwards, there's just this massive massive letdown. So the more you can celebrate during the journey, mm -hmm. and then I say plan your own celebration afterward, because oftentimes there's not going to be a huge celebration at the finish line. You get to create your own, whatever that looks like for you. And then if you can bring that sense of adventure to your everyday life, it can be really mm -hmm. hard to reintegrate back into the real world after you've had this crazy wild adventure. But yeah, don't make it a suffer fest. Unless you're going for a fastest known time or you're trying to break a Guinness record, be easy on yourself. I've interviewed a lot of people who do the van life lifestyle. Okay. And one of my friends who does it, Naomi Grevenberg, says, you know, we're in this van that only goes 60 miles an hour. So we literally can't take the freeway. We can only take the scenic route. Mm -hmm. And if anybody's ever been to Southern California and tried to drive all the way to Big Sur, you know that after Santa Barbara, if you take the one up through Big Sur, it is absolutely stunning. Right. Otherwise, you got to take the five and you go through the grapevine, which isn't as pretty. Mm -hmm. It's a lot faster, but it's not as pretty. So if you can, take some time, enjoy the scenic route, say right. yes to strangers. You're taking a little pressure off of the finish line, you know, so that we don't want to have it all be about that. There's plenty of fun to be had along the way. Celebrate along the way you're encouraging us to do. I mean, I'm almost thinking of, you know, you could have little mini finish lines along the way or little celebrate little accomplishments. We got to this part of the trail. Let's have a party so that, you know, you're kind of making sure that it's not just this all or nothing slog to the finish. Yes. And did I take my own advice while writing this book? <laughs> a little bit. I could have been better. Uh-huh. But now I'm taking my advice about celebrating at the finish by connecting with people. And that's been really, really sweet. Yeah. Well, you know, you also have a quote, which you say your mother said a lot, which is finish lines are often the start of something else entirely. So now I'm wondering that you've finished this book, you've reached this finish line. What, what's next? What's, what is this the start of for you? Well, the start of summer means I'm going to be at the beach. I want to roll around in the sand and make some sand corn dogs where you jump in the water and then roll in the sand and you're a human corn dog. <laughs> that just sounds absolutely glorious to me. I've been kind of going nonstop for a while, but I really like speaking in public. I didn't realize how much I'd like it. It kind of freaks me out at first. I get the 
total butterflies right before, mm -hmm. but I feel such a rush off of connecting with people in person. I've done the podcast thing for the last seven years now, and it's fun, but you know, I'm connecting to one person through a computer. So I mm -hmm. wanna do more in-person live events, and I'm just sort of plotting that now. Amazing. So completing this book was one kind of finish line, but it looks like the starting line for a lot of <laughs> other great adventures. So cool that you've got all this stuff on your calendar. It's inspiring. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to look at all that white space on my calendar and fill it up with some big and small adventures. I feel like you have some exciting things on the horizon and you get to talk to interesting people every day. You know, I'm lucky like That's you, true. I interview interesting people every single week for a podcast. And part of the book is that you know, you're often the sum of the people you spend the most time with. That's an old Jim Rohn quote, but I really believe that, you know, who you spend time with, whether it's the content you consume, the people you hang out with, the people you interview really makes a difference. And I think podcasting for me and writing a book has been such a gift because it's connected me to people like you, to people like Alex Honnold and Bethany mm -hmm. Hamilton and Patagonia and just all these incredible people that I might not have had access to otherwise. So I'm excited well, to just keep interviewing more cool people. And I encourage our listeners to check out your book, Will to Wild, and your podcast, Wild Ideas Worth Living, and to put a little adventure in their own lives. Thanks so much for coming on our show. Oh, thank you, Michael. I've really enjoyed this. Thanks for listening, everyone. I hope Shelby's inspired you to pursue your own wild ideas. So get on out there and let us know how it goes. If you're subscribed to our newsletter, you'll be part of our community on LinkedIn and can share stories of your adventures and give us feedback on any of these episodes. And remember, you can get 10% off a membership in our next Big Idea Club, the club in which curators Malcolm Gladwell, Susan Cain, Dan Pink, and Adam Grant select the best new nonfiction books of the year, and we send them right to your door. It also makes a great gift for any brainy friends or family members you may have. Go to nextbigideaclub.com and use promo code DAILY. And come on back Monday when we're going to shift gears and talk politics for a change. Specifically, we're going to talk about why our political system seems incapable of addressing the biggest problems we face and what we can do to change it. My guest will be political scientist Ben Ansel, author of the new book, Why Politics Fails. This week's episodes were written and produced by me and edited by Caleb Bissinger. We're proud to be part of the LinkedIn Podcast Network. I'm Michael Kavnat. See you Monday. 